Today's episode of the Server Skill Store podcast is going to be so good. I have my special guest, Lauren Golden, on, and we are talking all about how to take calculated risk and if it's possible to be successful in your business without taking risk. So let's jump on in. Welcome to the Serve, Scale, Soar podcast, the podcast dedicated to helping service-based entrepreneurs scale their online business to five-figure months so they can soar into six-figure years. Your host, Brandy, is a wife, mom, and in less than one year, created a six-figure business. And now she is spilling all her secrets so you can too. Hey, Surf Scale Soar. I am beyond excited because I have a special guest today, Lauren Golden, and we are talking all about how to take calculated risk, which I think is such an amazing topic. I'm excited to dive into this with her. But Lauren, before we do that, please tell my audience who you are as a person and then about your business. Awesome. I am a mom. I'm a wife. I live in Kansas, kind of where the suburb meets rural Kansas of Kansas City. So we've got about three and a half acres. I am a Britney Spears and iced coffee enthusiast. I love warm, fuzzy socks. And my audience knows all that about me. So I don't know. I'm I'm often heard before seen. I'm pretty loud. I love to talk. And I am a go-getter, I'm sure, like all of your listeners. And that led me to launching my business. I started about seven, eight years ago as a freelancer and eventually developed what is now known as the Free Mama Movement, which is a community where I teach people, specifically moms, how to get started in the world of self-employment. And just this year, after celebrating five years, we've had over almost 8,000 students in 15 different countries on like six different continents and all these languages earning tens of millions of dollars in their businesses. I kind of got that second calling on my heart as a business owner, as a very kind of mission-driven, heart-based business owner to go a little bit broader in my message and really tap into my real strengths. And I think what I offer the world of business owners, I'm pretty good at marketing and business. I like talking about those things. But what my superpower is, my zone of genius is getting people to take action even when they are absolutely terrified to do so. So we launched the Lauren Golden brand recently as well. And that's the business side of me. I love it. I love it. And for everyone that's listening, Lauren and I like are in this shared audience space and, but we didn't really know each other until a conference. And I always like to tell people how I met guests on a podcast. And I'm like the star people. Like I'm the person who likes to be at the front of the conference center. Like I make it to every class. But a few years ago, I learned like that's actually the worst thing you can do at a conference because that's not where the magic happens. The magic happens when you're connecting with people. And I will say this last conference that we met at, I was a little checked out because I was pregnant, not feeling great. So uh, another friend invited me to go hang out by the pool. And I was like, sure, like, I don't need to hear these speakers. Like, it'll be totally fine. And Lauren and I ended up meeting, talking, hitting it off. And I'm super excited that you're on the podcast today and that we're just connecting. But this is the power of in-person events. And it's so sad that we missed out on two years of that. But now you can get back into it and finding those and going and being open to missing a speaker, missing certain things to connect with other people. So I know you've probably been to a ton of conferences, Lauren. You know, yes and no. I'm I'm sort of picky choosy. And as much as I'm an extrovert and a daredevil, I also love when I create those deep relationships with people. And sometimes these conferences, the one we met at, feels more like a family reunion. I remember the first time I went, I knew no one. 
And now my best friends in the world are there. And we'll just give her a shout out. It was Laura Meyer that you were with, who I actually spoke with this morning. And she's launching her book and was talking about relationship marketing. And that's really what you're talking about. When you go to a conference, yes, there's a lot you can learn and you can take notes. But the reality is you're not going to implement every single thing that the speakers are sharing. But for you to meet that one person that you can stay in contact with, and you know maybe there is a business opportunity there, maybe it's more of a collaborative opportunity. I agree with you completely. I think that's where the magic really comes from is just being in the presence of other humans. And for me, it's also why I have events and why I travel to meet my students in real life because it's where the fulfillment comes from. I am so grateful to have a virtual-based business that allows me to travel and move and do all of these things kind of at free will. But it's the people and the relationships which you can cultivate at such a deeper level in person. That's where I actually find fulfillment in all of the work that I do. I love that. And it's the exact same way. So, And we'll also link up Laura's episode. She's been on the podcast. She's an incredible friend. And so I'm so glad she linked us. And that's what she does. She's a connector. She's incredible. So when we were talking about the pool, you were talking about going through the rebrand and what your strengths are. And then I got one of your emails and it talked about taking calculated risk. And I was like, oh, hot dang. This is what I want to talk about because I know that a lot of my listeners don't take risk or they take risks that weren't calculated. Like they're just like out taking chances and that gets you so far. But at some point, you got to start making calculated risk. And I would say that I'm like a super, all my friends would say I'm a risky person. I take a lot of risk, but they are calculated risk. And I think that when you can meet in that middle area where you're not just taking risks, you're not playing it safe, but you can take these calculated risks, it makes it way easier to move faster in your business. So tell me, what does it mean to take calculated risk to you? That's a really great question. And I'm probably just verbally processing it right now for the first time, but I live it every day. And what's interesting is that I am not wired that way. So I know that just like if you believe in a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset, it's something you can become. It's something that can be become your new normal. You know, I worked at a nine to five and I started freelancing because I wanted to leave my job. That was as far as my like focus was. That was as big as my goals and dreams were. I was not like, I'm going to create some multi-million dollar thing and change thousands of lives. No, no. <laughs> I wanted to leave my job. And that at the time, even as I started freelancing and was making a couple thousand dollars a month, I was not moving. I was not handing in my notice. If you know me or you've heard of me or you've ever heard me talk about my origin story, I actually did not quit my job until I suffered a miscarriage. So it took like complete devastation in my life to get me to a point where I was like hearing this voice in my head of like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? What are you waiting for? And so for me, taking a calculated risk, it's interesting. I'm reading a book right now by Gay Hendricks called Conscious Luck. And I think we can marry these two together, this idea of of calculated risk and conscious luck, I think there is no guarantee, even in business, right? There's no guarantee your launch is going to hit certain things. However, there is an infrastructure we can put in our life to make our results more predictable and to also create and generate the results both financially and in business, but also in our life that we want. So if I were to think about calculated risks, it's the idea of moving forward with faith, but not proof in a way that expands your comfort zone towards arriving at your potential. 
That was a lot of words. I'd have to like go back and transcribe that. But I think that's what calculated risk is. And it's interesting because going from, I was very risk averse, like very, I, I would go to the same restaurant, order the same thing. I did not try new foods. I did not want to go, like I didn't do anything new in my life to now I literally, we just got back from Hawaii with my mastermind and we went zip lining. I do not like heights. I That is something I was afraid of and I planned it. But now I'm at this point, calculated risk, where I can stand up on a treetop, however far above the ground. It terrifies me. But because of how I've grown as a person, an entrepreneur, I say, go, don't think. And I do it. Whereas 10 years ago, I would have been crying and probably not done it at all. So it, I think we can talk about what it is. But the biggest thing is, if you don't feel like a risk taker right now and you're listening to this, I want to inspire you to become one. I love this. I'm really excited about this conversation now because you went from being risk adverse to then learning take risk. And I'm just like by nature, like I've been taking risk ever since I was like born probably. And so this is going to be an amazing conversation (laughs) because I think it's hard for people sometimes to say like, oh, well, Brandy takes all these risks, but that's who she is. And that's not necessarily true because you're someone who's saying I'm risk adverse, but yet I'm still taking these risks. And I love that you said that lo- not all launches are going to go well. Things can, but we can take calculated risk, like spending money on ads. <laughs> so right. I work with a lot of ad managers and course creators. And one of their things is like, oh, but I don't want to like spend money on ads. And it's like, but you know, your conversion rate, you know, how much right. it takes That's to get mad. a conversion. <laughs> yeah, it's mad. This is how we take calculated <laughs> risk. Now, does it always work out like that? No, but. We are taking more calculated risk. It's not like we're just sitting at a slot machine and pulling the thing, crossing our fingers and hope something happens. And I think a lot of our business is like this, where whether it's quitting your job or raising your prices or whatever it may be, we can take some calculations to make sure we're backing up our actions. And so for those people who are listening that are like, I do not take risk, like it's just not in my nature. What are some steps that they can start taking in order to become more likely to take risk? A couple things. Number one is this is a mindset problem, right? If you're telling yourself you're not risk averse or I don't take risks, but you're also telling yourself you want the thing on the other side of you having to do go through that discomfort then there's there's kind of, you're out of alignment there, right? And we all have limiting beliefs, but this may be one of them for you is, well, I don't take risks or I'm not willing to do that thing. I see this a lot, actually, of pe- and I, I would say actually the majority of people, they want something or they say they want it, but they don't want to do the things to get there. And I realized, you know, a decade ago that that, that was me. That's what I was doing. I was not being honest with myself about what it was going to require. And so I think you have to, I have a framework that I teach. It's six steps. It's part internal, part external. It's totally mindset, but it starts with, with, I call it the three and three C framework because I'm like really fancy and love acronyms. But so you got three N's and three C's. The first step is you name it. What's the thing? What are you afraid of? Like, let's just talk about it. What I've learned both as an entrepreneur and a person, but also someone who has spent a lot of money on therapy, helping a kiddo with some pretty severe mental health challenges over the last couple of years is like, you have to name it to tame it. What are you talking about? We get riddled with fear and shame when we're not actually willing to look at it. And when we think about our brain from like an evolutionary or scientific standpoint, like we're all 
grossly, we, we need an update. We need a software update, right? Our brain's just trying to keep us safe. But, you know, jumping off a tree is one thing. Like, that might not be smart, except logically, I'm like, okay, there's the wire. It holds this weight capacity. They've done this before. Here's the safety precautions, right? That's the calculated part of the risk. But let's say it's running ad traffic, for example, or maybe you have a better example of what your students. Yeah, let's do like raising your prices because they want to raise their prices, but they're afraid that no one's going to hire them. Ooh, okay. So if I were to name that, you know, you on a on a really simplified level, it's the thing is like raising our prices. But what's actually going on there? What do you if I were to say like, what's the worst that could happen? Or what are you really afraid of? Maybe there's a fear of failure. Maybe there's a fear of success. Maybe that's an upper limit issue of like, you have a belief of what your earning potential is. And you're kind of like scratching against that. Maybe you're a lifelong people pleaser. Maybe the actual problem is you were a people pleaser. And you're like, well, I can't charge more because I want them to like me. Like, I want to do all these things, even though we're wildly out of scope creep now. And they absolutely owe, owe more money. So I would spend some time figuring out what's the thing under the thing, but we name it. Step two is, noodle it. So you kind of just watched me start to do that, right? Noodle it is like, we're going to think about this and actually process what's going on. So let's say, okay, I'm afraid to raise my rates, but as I think about it, I'm noodling it. I'm going, okay, well, what am I really afraid of? Well, I'm afraid that all of my clients, if I raise my rates, no one will work with me, right? Like what I'm really afraid, so I'm afraid I'll fail. I'm going to lose everything I worked for. Like that's what feels really scary to me, okay? Step three is we nonfiction it. So this is where we have to remove our emotional complex and all of our limiting beliefs, and we have to look at what's actually true. This takes practice. You might need to do this with a coach or journal it out or you know, a friend or somebody else who understands this, because sometimes when we're really deep in it, it's hard for us to extract ourselves. But the more you use this framework, I can walk myself off a ledge, figuratively speaking, in a matter of seconds at this point, because I've done it so many times. So when we nonfiction it, what's actually true? Well, you might lose a client. Like there might be someone who doesn't want to raise their rates. And then what's also true is that you have choices. You can keep your same rates. You can change the scope of your work. You could, they could say yes. Let's talk about that for a second. How many of our minds just automatically go to worst case scenario? When we think about calculated risks, let's start to push ourselves to go, what if this actually works? What if all my clients love me so much because Brandy has taught me how to be such a great you know, business owner and service provider. Do you only work with service providers? I guess yeah, I made an assumption much, there. Yeah. Okay. I was like, or e-commerce, whatever you do, like you are so freaking awesome that they're like, of course I'll pay you more money to keep being awesome for me because I don't want to replace you. Like I want to keep you out. Like we've got to also go to the best case scenario and not just the worst. But what we're really looking at here is what's true. And what's true is, you know, you're not at your financial goals or you are out of scope with a client or you haven't raised your rates in four years, or whatever those things, or you have invested in certifications where your qualification level is tenfold where you started. So we we really have to digest what's true in this process. And then we start to go to the external side. All this really is happening between your ears. On the external side, we go to four is clarify. With clarify, what we're really talking about is what's the thought that's actually going to serve me? Because we know the thought that's not serving you, the one that's holding you back is, well, I'm afraid that if I raise my rates, my my clients are going to leave or they're going to say no. Well, what's, a th- what's an affirmation, if you will, or a clarifying thought that will make this less scary? It might be, you know... I, and for my students, and you can probably relate to this too, you can feel it in your body when you're not charging enough. That resentment comes up real quick. So it might be like, 
Like my body knows that I don't do this work for less than $75 an hour. And if there are clients who don't value that, there are also clients who do. That might be a clarifying statement, right? You might need to up the same way you've up-leveled. Sometimes we have to up-level our clientele to a level that is also ready to then work with us and compensate us. Number five is confide. So up till now, we can do all of this in our minds if we choose, but there is nothing like accountability, like saying things out loud. I will not say this on the podcast, so you'll have to get a little bit closer to my world if you want to hear this, but I've done this recently. I have something happening that I, I just cannot talk about publicly yet. It is not a done deal, but I've been telling people close in my circle it might not work out. There is a part of me, like risk averse, Lauren, is like, well, don't tell people because then when it doesn't work, they're all gonna know. Like they're all, you know, but there's something really powerful in confiding for a couple of reasons. Number one, it holds you accountable if that's something you need. If you need to be held accountable to actually raising your rates, you want an accountability partner or a coach or a business bestie who can be there. Number two, And this goes with some people's belief and against others, but I I believe in manifesting. I believe that what we put out in the world, the energy, the things that we talk about, this actually goes back with Gay Hendricks' book, Conscious Luck, that I was talking about. You've got to ask the world for what you want. So again, I can't, I I know I'm being vague and everybody's going to be like, really, you're open looping us, but I can't talk about it here. But I've been telling people because in my mind, I'm like, I want this to happen. And part of me pushing this forward in the universe is like, people have to know about it. It can't just exist in my mind. Because my audience knows such a tangible example of this confiding. And that was in 2020, January. So 2019, we had done 250,000 in revenue. It was my first full year in business. And then uh, 2020, I came out and announced on the podcast, we were going to do a million and we were going to track it the whole year with income reports. And everyone's like, you're crazy. Like, you can't do that. And I felt this calling to say on the podcast that we were going to do it. And because I did that, I was accountability. I had to show up every single month and do an income report for y'all and show you like the months that we had $180,000 months and the months that we had $25,000 months. And there's so much to be said about this point right here. And I think this is a point that a lot of people skip over. They'll do all the other steps, but they skip this one because they don't want to fail in front of other people. But at the end of the day, I was like, worst case scenario, maybe we hit 500,000. Maybe we hit 750. Like that's still a win at the end of the day. And so this is one of those areas I think so many people skip over. And it's one of the most important areas. I agree. And we could do this entire 3N3C framework to the idea of caring about what other people think about you, which for the record was the reason that I didn't start the Free Mama when I first had the idea. For about nine months, I just sat on it because I was paralyzed with fear about what other people were going to think about me. And what if I failed? What if I succeed? It didn't matter. Honestly, I wasn't even worried about failure as much as I was judgment. You know, are people going to judge me? What are they going to say about me? In this framework, we could run through with something like that too. And then again, the last one is is number six, which is commit. And this is where we put our new thoughts into action. We have to back it up. And this is actually really perfect for what you were sharing, Brady. Like you said it, you confided, but then the commitment part was every month you were showing those statements or reading those statements or whatever that looked like for you. Not only that, did you make a million dollars, by the way? 1.2. Yeah, she did. And I'm not surprised. And here's why. Because... 
you applied this and you were sharing it, both consciously and subconsciously, you were thinking about it. You had the target. You had the ability to either follow through or figure out how to follow through. Like we talked about, you had the accountability, not just of like, oh, we're going to do it because the point wasn't whether or not you do it. But the point was you were going to show up. You put yourself in a situation where you couldn't say no. You put yourself in a situation where you were going to go for it no matter what. And I agree with you completely. And this is something that I've also gotten very good at that use. Again, I almost didn't even start the company that I'm known for because I was so worried about what people would think. And now I do this all the time. We talk about like getting yourself off the hook. I put myself on the hook all the time. I actually just, gosh, who was I talking to just recently? Probably someone you also know. Oh, it was Sarah Noked. Do you know Sarah? She's. Uh, I know who she is. Hey, but online business manager. Yep. She she has, you know, a, an accreditation and all that kind of stuff. She's she's awesome. I've met her a couple of times in real life. She lives over in Israel. Very, very prominent in this online space. Really sweet girl. And she was telling me like, I about poop my pants when I saw you make your Lauren Golden announcement. And I was like, why? And she's like, because you've got balls. And I was like, well, I don't, but thank you. She's like, I just, she's like, I don't think I could ever do that without having it like all figured out and knowing exactly, because I'm making it up as I go. I'm I, I'm not, and I am. You know what I mean? Like we all do this as business owners. We, we kind of like, we get the download and then you move forward again. I think the calculated risk part, it is with confidence and faith. I have no proof. I don't know for sure what's going to happen, but I know what I'm focused on. I know what I've confided, what I'm committing to, and I know that something beautiful will show up as a result. And the alternative to this of not doing this is staying inside of our comfort zone. And if you're listening to this, I'm guessing that you want something that's beyond it, or you probably wouldn't be listening to this. You'd already have it. And so it does require this this capacity to sort of manage our thoughts and our mindset, get out of our own way, which I'm sure is something you've heard someone say before, but this is how we actually do it. And to me, that's a big part of what calculated risk taking is, you know? And I think one thing that you said is so important is that so many people let what other people are going to think hold them back, no matter if those people are their family or just strangers on the internet. Mm -hmm. And we hold on to that so much that we don't move forward or we don't see the clear path. So we don't move forward. And I didn't see the clear path when I left Mary Kay. I didn't see a clear path when we hit million. And like you said, it's stepping out in that faith and focusing on what you do have control over. So many times we focus on the things that we don't. Like I have no control if someone opens up their wallet and purchases, but I do have control over how I show up to market to them. I do have control over the funnel that I build, the copy that I write. And so when we can focus on those things that we have actual control over, that's when we can start moving forward instead of focusing on all those things that we don't have control over, like people's opinion of us. Yeah. A couple things on that. Number one, what, what finally helped me, you know, back in like 2017, get out of my own way is I just, for me, like the fear of regret started getting bigger than any other fear. The fear of like, what if I don't do this? What if I have this idea or this dream or this goal or this calling? And I do nothing. Like I have to live with myself knowing I didn't even try. And for me, that got very overwhelming, but it took about nine months before I actually moved forward in faith with that. It's, it is difficult, but you know, I've built this business called the free mama. And at first it really meant freedom from the nine to five. And then it was time freedom and financial freedom and all these things. And the word free for me continues to evolve as I grow and evolve and as, as a business owner. 
most recently, what free means for me is like freedom to really know, love, and trust myself. And I know that that sounds maybe vague or maybe like woo-woo or whatever, but I know, I think the reason maybe Sarah was like, I can't believe you did that is like, I just, I have this unwavering faith in myself. I know who I am. I know my values. I know what I stand for. I know that I bring value and service to the world. I don't know if Lauren Golden will turn into another like multi-million dollar brand. I honestly don't care because again, I know who I am and I know that I'm going to show up as myself unapologetically. And and that comes from a place of really knowing who I am and having self-awareness. And this has just taken years. And even just yesterday with my my Free Mama Squad, our like group coaching for freelancers, we were talking about this idea. And, and I just asked them, I said, how many of you struggle to show up because you feel like you have to automatically filter who you are to be liked? And almost everybody raised their hand. To me, there is no freedom in that. You know, and it takes some really personal work to get to that place where you really feel that sense of of confidence. And and so it's hard, but it starts with one step is what I'll say. It's not over overnight. It's not a light switch. It just starts with with that one step of, you know, today I'm just going to unapologetically do this thing. I also have a really beautiful analogy really quickly for the path. This is what I think of. I can see it in my mind every time I'm moving forward towards something. It's like you've got to have a target. Like we have to have that. Otherwise, you're just like walking around a room with your eyes closed and like banging into walls. So the target might be monetary. It might be maybe you want to make a million dollars. That's cool. I've done that. It might be that you want to write a book. It might be that you want to help a thousand people or enroll a hundred people in your membership or whatever the thing is you're trying to do. Try to quantify it in some way or like how will you know when you're there, I guess is a question. Like how will you know you've hit the goal? But you've got to have a target. You have to have something you're going towards. But like Brandy said, you're not going to see every step. I always envision when I close my mind, like walking through the woods and like there's a path. You're not bumping into trees, but it's like there's this deep fog. You know, those mornings wake up and look outside and you're just like, you can't even see the road. You're like, oh, it's so foggy. But like if you look down at your own feet, like you can see your feet. You can see the step in front of you. You might be able to see two or three steps in front of you, but then it gets really hazy, but you know you're going in that general direction. Like for me, that used to feel really scary because I was such a planner and so risk averse. It's like, no, I'm not taking one step till I can see the whole path. And it's like the fog's not lifting, you guys. It doesn't work that way. That's just not the way that life works. So when we can accept that, now we find gratitude for either the friends who walk with us on our path, the fact that we can see that one step in front of us. And what's really cool, if you've walked through fog, as you take that step, guess what starts to appear? The next part of the road. But the only way that we see it is by taking those one or two steps forward and then we continue to go. And so for me, I've just found a lot of beauty and peace and understanding that that's the journey. That's what it looks like. And I think if we can enjoy that and trust that process and trust ourselves, not only will we hit our goals, but we're also going to find this inner level of fulfillment and peace that that's going to make the whole journey worth it. Because I can tell you, it's not just about the destination. That was beautiful. And I think that really puts it into perspective for people that you don't have to know the whole plan or the whole you like, journey. <laughs> no one does. You no won't. one does. And so it's funny because when we were talking about that year 2020, like when I was going into it, planning it, we didn't even have conversions for clients, which is my ad manager course. Didn't even know I was going to create it. And then that alone did almost the whole million. And so awesome. it's one of those things that like, 
we don't know what's going to come until we start taking the steps forward. And so that was such a beautiful analogy. So thank you so much for sharing that. And I have one more question before we jump into rapid fire. And it came up at the beginning. And do you think you can be successful in business without taking risk? No, not for me personally anyway. I think that risk looks different for everybody. I'd like to ask you first. You know, you said you're you are a natural risk taker. Yeah. So I think it's what what does that mean? For me, risk, you know, taking risks, I I picture this like action verb, right? There's movement in that idea of taking risks. So for me, you have to take risks because you have to move forward. You have to move bigger. One of my favorite kind of sayings is that a company can only grow as big as the mindset of the leader. That in of itself will challenge you to take risks. That risk might be opening up to a coach or a therapist. That risk might be making that new hire. Like there's all different types of risk and it may come easily or not easily if you're more like wired like I am. But I think at some point to grow you have to change. And change is risky because it's not always predictable. You don't always know exactly how it's going to go. That's what I think. What do you think? Yeah, I think it depends on your definition of success. So, Well, that's a whole different conversation. uh, And so I think (laughs) that people can get into start a business. I think starting a business is a risk in itself. And But then I feel like a lot of people get comfortable and they stop taking risks after that first one. And so I think you can get it to a certain point of being successful, whatever that may mean to you, without taking risks. But I don't think you'll ever truly see your potential and what you're capable of without taking risks. So if your definition of success is $3,000 a month, and I hate just putting numbers to it, there could be other things, then I think you could meet your success without taking risk. But if you want like, bigger goals. Like you want to hit the bigger numbers that are outside your comfort zone. I define risk as anytime you do something outside of your comfort zone, when there could be like, I say backlash, but that may not be the right term, where it may or may not work out, but you're stepping forward to see what will happen. And so I've taken risk and they've definitely backfired. (laughs) Like not every risk that you take is going to work out. But then what I learned from taking that risk propelled being another risk that I took that did succeed. So I do think you can get to a certain level of success without taking risk in your business, but I do think you have a hard stopping point. Yeah, I I don't know. I think I stand by my answer. I don't I don't know that you can because I think even to make that first $3,000, if that's not something you were already doing, you probably had a level of discomfort getting there. You had to ask for that first sale. You had to learn that skill set. Even just something as simple as like the first time I ever did a Facebook Live, that felt like a huge risk for me, you know? So there's different levels of it for sure. And yeah, we could do a whole nother podcast talking about the definition of success because that's yeah. a doozy right there. But yeah, and I think it also what depends it on your you. personality. I think I see so many of my students, they kind of fall into their success just because they follow steps. And I think that's great, but it's an interesting thing, especially because we often define being- success as different and risk is different. Define success differently for sure. And I think that's good. I think it's important because if you're defining success by someone else's definition, you might be left with some unhappiness at the end of the day. Absolutely. What's also interesting to me is I think just by being 
self-employed, by being a business owner, by being in this world, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, again, there's something on your heart. There's something more that you want or aspire to. And we are the weird ones. My husband and I just talked about this the other night at dinner. He's reading a book by somebody who went to the same university as him. And he, I don't know what he does to make money, but he had like a very traditional job after college and just hated it and was miserable and like saved up all his money and has been traveling the world ever since. But he talks about every time he goes home, he feels like such an outcast because he doesn't know how to talk to anybody anymore because he operates and believes so differently and kind of about the world and what's possible and whatever. And I feel like as business owners, we're all a little bit that way. Like we're the weird ones. Like we think a little bit differently. And I think that in and of itself, going against the grain, going against the status quo, I think there's risk involved in that too. So whether you think you are or you think you're not listening to this, you are a risk taker. It's official. Yes. As soon as you start your business, you are taking a risk. And that's the thing that we forget. I think as especially as women, we forget that we took that first risk. And then we start saying that we're not risk takers when you already like did it once before. So keep doing it. And so, yeah, I love this conversation, Lauren. So I do want to jump into some rapid fire really quick. Let's so what is your favorite business tool that you would not be able to live without? I know this wasn't on the list. Probably ClickFunnels, honestly, because, you know, the whole reason I got into online business was to create leverage. You know, I don't want to be working all the time. I want to be with my family, but I also have some pretty big financial goals and, and impact goals. And I think ClickFunnels, more than probably any other tool that I use, allows me to be able to do that. Love it. Are you on 2.0 or still on 1.0? Our funnels are on 1.0, but we're building out Lauren Golden on 2.0. Love it. Love it. Yeah. What is the best piece of business advice you've ever received? Different pieces of advice will serve you at different levels, for sure. So with that in mind, I think one of the most important things that I have to come back to is the idea of what got you here won't get you there. I think it inspires consistent growth and that you will always need new tools, new leadership styles to uplevel your mindset and your own capacity if you want to continue to to reach new milestones for yourself. Love it. And then what a great question to end this conversation with. What does success mean to you? Ooh, oh, that's a good one. Okay. Success to me is probably pretty closely tied to potential and impact. You know, for a long time, like I said, it's evolved. Like at first it was, how do I get out of my job? And then I did that and very quickly it became like, what if I was not supposed to do this for me? Like, what if I was supposed to learn all of this because I'm supposed to teach other people, you know? And as I got to, you know, a hundred students and a thousand students and 5,000 students and, you know, 40,000, all these people, it just keeps growing. It's like, it's not that you go numb, like you don't, but the way that it hit you at first hits different. The way, you know, your first million dollars and you're like, there's a part of me that's like, I never thought I could do this in my life. And I did it in 18 months. And then you're like, you've got this new upper limit. And it's like, and then what? And it's like, for me, again, I think it's, to me, being successful is having rich relationships, a healthy body and healthy family, meaningful conversations, feeling financially safe. You know, we talk a lot about financial freedom, but for me, just feeling financially safe is completely a version of success for my life. And then feeling an internal peace that for me personally, I've learned over the years, really only comes from always standing in integrity and vulnerability. That to me gives me an inner peace. I, I, there is no front. There is no pretending. There's no having to remember how I'm supposed to behave. You know, I just, I am me and I share it. And I believe that that is part of 
my job here on earth is is to be me very openly. And that means, yes, sharing successes, but usually it's actually sharing, sharing failures or sharing insecurities. And it's worked really well for me and, and I think made a lot of an, an impact on a lot of other women and not feeling alone and feeling like they can do it too. So I feel successful. I love I that. success. I love that. <laughs> I love it. Okay, Lauren, where can my audience connect with you and learn more about what you're doing? Yeah, the best place to hang out with me always is the Free Mama Movement Facebook group. So just request to join. We'll get you in there. I'm active in the group every single day. I go live every Wednesday. Of course, we're on all the platforms you can search for us, but that's the best way to hang out with me and ask me questions directly. Perfect. And we'll make sure to link up all that in the show notes. Thank you so much, Lauren. This has been such an amazing conversation. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Hot dang. That was good, y'all. Lauren went over her six-step framework of taking calculated risks where we name it, we noodle it, we nonfiction, so we get and really take note and take the emotion out of it. We clarify, we confide, and we commit. Y'all, if you follow this, some of you will be able to go through it in like a minute and walk yourself through it. Some of you, it may take a few days. But if you can get used to coming back to this framework, you'll see that the more calculated risks you take, the faster you take them, the faster your business will grow, the quicker you will hit your definition of success. So reach out to Lauren, tell her what you loved about this episode. And y'all, if you want to know more about scaling your business, head to freemouths.com, check out our free resources on there. And until next week, go out, serve your clients, scale your business and soar into the success you deserve. Thanks again for tuning in to the Serve, Scale, Soar podcast with your host, Brandy. If you loved our podcast, please be sure to leave a comment or review and be sure to tune in next time.